Hello and a warm welcome back to this week's episode of the Face Yoga Expert podcast. So once again, I am the guest this week and I was on the Disconnect to Connect podcast and I had a wonderful conversation where I was able to talk a lot about face yoga, my journey into face yoga, what face yoga means to me. I talk a lot about my personal life, um, being a mother and the importance of wellness and self-care in my life as well. So I thought that it would be really lovely for you guys to hear this interview and the lovely Laura just allowed me to have this episode on the Face Yoga Expert podcast. She is so wonderful and she was on my podcast quite a while ago now, I think probably near the end of 2020. So it was lovely to connect with her again. And before we get into this week's episode, we want to tell you about the two products we have in the Fusion by Danielle Collins skincare range. And before I tell you about those two, a little bit of a teaser, there's going to be a third product coming soon. So watch this space for that. And the reason I am so passionate about the Fusion by Danielle Collins skincare range, which currently has the ProLift Moisturizing Serum and it has the Pro Collagen Mask as well, is because it is organic, it is vegan, it is natural, it doesn't clog your pores. It doesn't cause spots like so many facial oils and face masks out there. It doesn't dry out your skin or strip your skin. I, for many years, was using all sorts of different products, which actually would either make me break out because I've always been really prone to breakouts, to spots, to getting very blocked pores, or I would find that actually it cleared my skin, but my skin felt super dry. It felt like I was stripping all the natural oils off it. So that was one of the big reasons that I created, first of all, the ProLift Moisturizing Serum and now the mask, because I personally want skin that is hydrated, that is plump, that is firm, but it's also clear as well. And I love using products which are organic, which are vegan, and the serum is accredited by the Soil Association as well. And the wonderful thing about the ProLift Moisturizing Serum is you can do it with your face yoga every day. So it is the perfect consistency for you to be able to massage the skin for one minute or 30 minutes, whatever it is that you're choosing. You can keep it on then. It looks beautiful under makeup, just gives you that lovely little bit of dewy glow, but it doesn't make it too oily or greasy. And it's also hydrating enough to wear on its own at nighttime as well. And both of these products have won multiple skincare awards, which is so amazing for me to see, especially when they're up against some of these huge, huge companies to know that these products have really stood on their own as amazing, amazing award-winning products. And they're both made for me by a wonderful, amazing skincare specialist who really believes in sourcing all ingredients from earth, from only using products which are natural, organic, vegan, not tested on animals. So it's so beautiful to know that these are made by a company which holds the same values as me as well. And if you haven't tried the mask, 
go grab it at faceyogaexpert.com slash shop. It's always free delivery, by the way, anywhere in the world. So if you're not already using the serum, definitely you should be, but add the mask into your routine as well. You can use the mask at least three times a week. You can do it more if you want, but two to three times a week is ideal. And it's a lovely hydrating treat. I use it in one of two ways. I either use it when I'm in the bath. So I'll clean my skin first, put it on while I'm in the bath and then wash it out off just before I get out the bath or as soon as I'm out of the bath. Or I'll use it in the morning. I'll wake up, splash my face with a bit of water, put the mask on my skin, hold it on there for maybe 20 minutes. Sometimes I go longer, I must admit, while I'm making breakfast for the girls in the morning, while I'm getting ready. And then I will wash it off and I will put on the ProLift Moisturising Serum and then I'll do my makeup for the day. And I find that my skin just looks so much healthier and plumper and firmer when I do that. So face yoga expert.com slash shop free delivery so it's worth a try and they are great value as well you know considering how high quality the ingredients are and there's no fillers in there so no water no chemicals in there it's all high performing prodanical seed oils they are amazing value so go get those and also listen to this week's episode i know you are going to really enjoy it and i enjoyed having the conversation so i'm sure you'll enjoy listening to it as well so let's get into it welcome everyone to a new episode of disconnect to connect i have someone very special today the very first time i was ever invited to a podcast was to this amazing woman's podcast and today i have the pleasure to have her as my first guest her name is danielle collins she is the face yoga expert and you can find her in her socials as a face yoga expert or the faceyogaexpert.com. And Danielle has been teaching face yoga and doing face yoga for 17 years, been featured everywhere, including Forbes. And it is a pleasure for me to have her here and talk to you along with her about all of the things that you can learn, not only about face yoga, but healing process, connecting with your body and all of the benefits that you can get through face yoga, not only for our beauty. So welcome, Danielle. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm glad that we can finally do this. We've been rescheduling a little bit, but I am so excited to finally connect and being able to transform this space into um, also receiving some guests. So with that being said, Danielle, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure, yeah. So I'm the world-leading face yoga expert. As you said, I've been doing this for 17 years. And actually, my journey started just over 19 years ago, nearly 20 now. I just left university. I'd done my degree in education. I always knew I wanted to teach. I thought it would be teaching children. But as I left university, I became really unwell. So I got an illness called ME, which really affected my central nervous system. It affected my immune system. It meant that I had overwhelming fatigue, a lot of pain in muscles and joints, and I was really unwell. A lot of the time I was very much bedridden. And doctors didn't know a huge amount about this illness. They didn't know what they could do for me. They said I might get over it or I might always have it for the rest of my life. But despite being very unwell, I was very determined, 21-year-old, and I really wanted to heal myself from the inside out. But I used to be someone who was highly stressed. I used to be someone who was definitely not into anything holistic or yoga or wellness or anything like that. But someone recommended that I tried a bit of yoga 
and I couldn't do very much. So all I started by doing was a little bit of deep breathing, a little bit of gentle yoga, mostly in bed at the time. And this really kickstarted my healing journey. I started to draw on lots of different modalities. I started to work on myself personally, on my mind, on my body, um, and also getting the help from other people as well, from different therapists, acupuncturists, life coaches. And as I started to heal and as I started to get better, I knew that this is a path for me. I knew that this was my journey that I was meant to be on. And as I fully recovered, I was very lucky that within sort of 12 to 18 months, I was healthy and strong again. I knew I wanted to help other people in a similar way. So I did my first training in relaxation therapy and then went on to train as a yoga teacher in nutrition, face massage, many, many other trainings I've done over the years as well. But I started teaching a lot of um, yoga classes, meditation classes, and my clients were really loving what the yoga and the relaxation meditation was doing for their mind. They were loving what it was doing for their body, but they were saying to me, Danielle, what about my face? You know, I wish that you could do yoga on my face. And I remember as I trained as a yoga teacher, thinking that it's just crazy that we learn everything about the body from the neck downwards, and we learn how to strengthen the muscles, we learn how to relax certain areas, but we learn nothing about the face. And also when I did train in face massage, as beautiful as it is giving people facial massages, I knew that I wanted people to be able to do this with their own hands on their own faces. So it was all of this combined which led me to start to research a lot more into the face, how the muscles work, how the skin works, lymphatic system, circulation, and I started to put together the Daniel Collins face yoga method, which initially was just little bits of teaching at the end of yoga classes. But I was really honing it with my clients. They were giving me feedback. They were doing before and after pictures for me. And as I started to put together this program, I then decided this is something I need to share with people nationally and then internationally. So I took the plunge and I applied to speak at a national yoga show. And I'd never done anything like that before wow. uh, on face yoga or anything definitely not on a stage like that and really I wondered would anybody even turn up I was very blessed that a hundred people turned up and I was able to share what I love and what I'd created and this really kick-started my journey that I've now been on for well since then about 16 years I've been very lucky to teach face yoga all around the world I have thousands of teachers who teach my method in over 50 different countries I've got two best-selling books. Um, I've got skincare range. I do lots of work on TV and in the media. And I'm very lucky to be able to share what I do on a daily basis to help people have these tools in their own hands to really help their faces. But for me, it's so much deeper than that. It's about helping people to feel good on the inside. And I really believe that when we use these simple and effective techniques, um, it can make such a big difference in not only our face, but our mind and body and soul too. That's wonderful. I don't think anyone could have said it better. That is wonderful. I did not know, Danielle, that you had you wanted, you had in mind already the idea of teaching. So you have that engraved in you already. That is wonderful. How do you find that when you mentioned constantly the simple techniques and sort of making it available for everyone to do it on their own? And because, you know, I'm a fan and I've, I do your videos and I notice that oftentimes you combine it with everything too. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Why is it important to combine this 
exercises that they could be seen or perceived as just for beauty? How, um, why is it important to connect it with their breathing as well? For me, breath or correct breathing is really at the core of everything we do, at the core of our health, our wellness, our beauty. So if I was to only teach people one technique that they can use for the rest of their life to help their skin, to help their health, um, to help their mind, it would be deep, correct breathing. We're designed to breathe like this. We breathe in this way as babies and as little children. And then as time goes on, as society anxiety, conditioning, everything else that happens, stress in particular, we tend to shorten our breath and our breath becomes very, very shallow. And this can have so many negative effects on so many parts of our body, including our skin. But when we learn to breathe correctly, when we breathe deeply from the abdomen. So a really simple one that I recommend is breathing in for four, letting the abdomen rise, breathing out for six, allowing the abdomen to lower. Even just doing that three or four rounds can instantly take us from that stress response, that fight or flight response into that rest and digest response. And as we're in that response, we are instantly allowing every system in our body to calm, to relax. We help our immune system. We help to reduce inflammation. We help our central nervous system. There's so many benefits to this short-term and long-term as well. So I cannot say enough how much I believe deep breathing is important. And even me personally, I feel like I need the reminder way more than what I do. You know, I do conscious breathing every day with meditation and yoga yoga, but actually I'm sure there's many points throughout my day where I'm breathing in a quicker and more shallow way. But every technique that I do, I recommend if you can do breathing with it, it's going to make the technique so much more effective, but also help you on so many deeper levels too. I love that. You cracked my last question of the whole episode (laughs) of the technique that you use, but I love that you're so confident about it and passionate. And when you were telling us your story, you mentioned that you, while you they recommended yoga at the beginning, it was actually breathing that started that, correct? It was, it was. That was my first wellness technique. Um, and still to this day, you know, 19 years later, it's it's the most important one. Danielle, and you're a parent too. How do you accommodate your time? Does it change? Do you allow it to fluctuate your the time that you accommodate for your practices, whether it is breathing or meditation or it is Um, doing your face yoga exercises, how do you tend to accommodate the timing? How flexible are you? Well, I have to be flexible. I have a six-year-old and 10-year-old daughter. They are amazing and they are my top priority. But of course, also a priority for me is my health and my wellness, not only because of what I went through all those years ago, but also I believe that when we look after ourselves, we can look after other people better too. I would love to have a really structured morning routine, but I know in this phase of my life, that just isn't possible. When my girls grow up, when they leave home, I'm sure I will go to a more structured morning routine. But what I do now is what I call my three daily non-negotiables. So that means whatever happens during my day, I will fit these three things in. And then it means I've got flexibility. So sometimes, yes, I might do in the morning. Sometimes it might be the evening. Sometimes it may be midway through my day. And these non-negotiables for me are some form of yoga. So this may be a full yoga class, or it may be five minutes of very gentle yin yoga 
yoga or it may just be going in child's pose or it might be half an hour of quite high impact yoga. It really depends on what I need that day. My second non-negotiable, of course, is face yoga. So usually my face yoga tends to be in my evening routine. That seems to suit me really well. You can do face yoga at any point in the day. I never say to people it has to be at this point or that point. It really just has to be at a time that you know you can keep it up every day. And then my third non-negotiable is walking, particularly in nature. That's become a huge part of my routine. And actually at the moment I've got an injured foot. Um, I don't actually know what it is, but it's all swollen underneath, which is be really tricky for me because I haven't been able to do that third non-negotiable. But what I actually have done is I've got a, a small sort of Pilates reformer machine. And I used to use it years and years ago when I was working one-to-one with yoga clients. And we used to do some strength and resistance exercises. And I moved from my old house to the house I'm in now. And it was in the garage and I was thinking, oh, I might use it one day, but it's been perfect. So what it's been doing the last couple of weeks, it's been replacing my daily walk. So I've been doing that instead, which has been amazing. But yes, it's those three non-negotiables, which are are my sort of go-to. And that gives me flexibility, but also it gives me structure and discipline to know I have to tick those off every day. Absolutely. I love how you pointed out at the end of having the flexibility and the structure. And I used to be so far from it. I would avoid any kind of routine, any kind of structure, thinking I would be too close-minded or everything would have to be in a specific way. And then I realized when you choose wisely what you're structuring, then you are able to flow a little bit more and allow yourself to have this ease and a big characteristic of yourself being able to adapt to different things. What would be a word of advice? Because I have a lot of young moms that join my programs or soon to be moms also. What would be a word of advice that you give to the sort of acceptance to, okay, I'm choosing out of, because we, you know, we, we can be multi-passionate and we may have also a lot of goals. So when we are choosing our goals and you pick your three non-negotiables, what would be one word of advice that you would give um, young moms or even anyone to just accept that we are not going to be able to fit everything in our schedule and to make the most out of those three? I think my biggest advice, and I could do giving myself this advice more often, but certainly what I try and do is be present. So if you can try and remind yourself, be in the moment as much as you possibly can, because so much of our stress comes from either thinking about the past. So maybe if you're a new mom or you've got a very busy life, maybe looking at what your life used to be, or maybe going through more difficult or traumatic experiences you went through in the past, all our stress can come from thinking about the future. Now, this might be what's going to happen five minutes away. It might be what's going to happen in an hour or tomorrow, or it may actually what life is going to be like in a year's time or five years time. So that's often where our stress comes from. As soon as we are fully present, so whether that is holding our baby, whether that is exercising, whether that is going and spending time with friends, whether that is doing the washing, doing the washing up, whatever it might be, the more we can be present, our body almost physically can't be stressed as we are present. So focus on the breath, 
be in the moment and try to let go of that guilt as well. Because I think something that we do, particularly as mums, is when we're working, we feel really guilty we're not with our children. When we're with our children, we feel really guilty that we're not working. When we're doing something for ourselves, we feel like we're being selfish. And when we're not doing stuff for ourselves, we feel like we're being mean to ourselves and not looking after ourselves enough. And we're not being the best version of ourselves. So the more we can just let go of that guilt, and be in the moment, the better we will feel and the more we'll enjoy life as well. I love that. And now that you're mentioning this, how do you think, because I know that your your disease tends to be chronic, correct? Has it presented itself again? And do you find it challenging to allow yourself to be present whenever it comes back? If so you mean when I had ME back when I was 21? Yeah, I'm being very blessed it hasn't come back. So for me, I've been symptom free. However, I know that I'm a highly sensitive person. So actually, I know that there my body can flare up very quickly, not with those symptoms. But for example, you know, I just said about my foot, it can't come completely unexplained, flared up and actually absolutely nothing to do with what I went through 19 years ago. But I know that there's some reason why that that's there. So the more over the years I've accepted I'm a highly sensitive person and any slight change in my body or my mind can often manifest itself as a physical symptom the easier that has become to accept and then release because sometimes when we accept something we can then just go okay when it's ready to go it will go or take those healing steps to overcome it so you know this might be working on our mindset it might be working through certain blocks it may be taking certain some physical action it may be taking no action maybe trying to rest more or pause more or reassess things in our life so generally that's what I tend to do now which is great for me so I did definitely go through a good number of years after I recovered from that illness of feeling quite fearful actually that I was going to get it back again and almost trying to control every situation so I didn't get any symptoms back now I'm so much more relaxed obviously time is definitely a healer and when you go almost two decades without those symptoms you feel much better from it but also as I said just accepting what my body is and knowing when things will happen and things will come there's a reason for it and and they will move and pass in time just remembering this too will pass yeah and I I love that you that you are so connected to your body because also yoga allows that for sure to have that connection you know you're feeling through it I tend to and I prefer and I invite usually people to think of yoga more as a practice than as a sport, as what it is. And in the end, it's, it's a moment where you can listen to yourself and that connectivity with your body is very important, which usually is a key factor to be more connected to your intuition as well. But how do you find that being so sensitive can be also something extremely powerful? How do you use that at your advantage? It's definitely a superpower being a highly sensitive person or being an empath or both. Um, for me, particularly over the last sort of three to four years, I've stepped into that so much more so and realized that I am very deeply connected to my intuition. And the more that I connect to my intuition, the happier I feel, the healthier I feel, the better my life is. And also many of those decisions I used to try and make in life, which 
which were very much, I believe, guided by what I think people would think of me or what I think other people would want me to do. I now let that go and actually know that if I go inside me, if I go and listen, if I take that time to pause, I have every answer I need within. And that's become so powerful. It's become so life-changing and it's become so empowering as well. And I notice it's actually when I disconnect with that intuition, that's when my mind feels off, my body feels off and things aren't flowing the way that they should. So the more I connect with that, the better things go and the more flowing they are. I like that. The more that you listen to it, truly, it's as if it communicates better with you. How do you handle that being um, in a relationship and being a parent? I remember when we were looking at apartments before we found this one, and I'm very intuitive and I like to be right in the middle of the science and the pseudoscience, the Western and the Eastern. I love combining my intuition, fact-based things. I'm all about it. And my husband, he's a lot more logical and a lot more about facts. And when we're looking at apartments, I'm always like, there is a feeling and there's, I, I will know when the apartment is the one. So we, we were, Danielle, we were looking apart for apartments for almost four months. It was three going on to four months and we'd go into some that were beautiful. And Antoine would be like, I think this is it. And I would just say, I don't feel it. <laughs> and he would just respect it. I don't know how, honestly, how he managed that level of patience and trust as well. But I know that is obviously not the case for every instance in our life and for every aspect of our lives. And I get this as often. So I find I get very curious when someone tells me I used it in my power and you are living with someone else at the same time. So I'm curious to know how um, how this plays a role in your relationship too. Absolutely. Well, you and your husband sound very similar to myself and my husband, Bruce, as well. I'm very much like, you know, I'm guided by that intuition. But I also do combine that with fact and science and logic. You know, that's a part of me, too. I've almost, oh, I believe all of us have got that sort of masculine and feminine within us. We've got that intuition within us and we've got that logical brain. So I tap into both for sure. But I would definitely say the voice that is probably stronger in me is the voice that is guided by intuition and and the voice that's guided by emotion. My husband is very much more logical and scientific. Now, I think over the years, we've done two things. I think we have learned to understand and respect each other's point of view, but we've also started to learn from each other too. So actually, I've learned probably a lot of my sort of logical scientific side of me from my husband. And I think that my husband is learning to tap more into his emotion and more into his intuition because of the way I am and the way I speak. But generally, we are quite opposites in that way, actually. And when this works, it really works well. We run the business together. He runs Face Yoga Expert with me um, and also Soul Purpose Business as well, which is our other business. And actually, it works really well that we like doing completely different things. Like it would be his worst nightmare to be on video or to be doing podcasts or to be doing writing or to be to teaching but actually it'd be my worst nightmare to be doing operations and finance and legal and all that side of things so we know what each other like and we also know what each other don't like and it works beautifully because we like completely different things so it's like that balance it's that yin and the yang which is 
amazing but there's also of course you know we're in a relationship so there's moments where we're going to butt heads there's moments where we are going to not agree with each other and generally I would say that that will come from the fact that we think so differently that I am much more intuition and emotion based and he is much more logical and scientific so sometimes it takes us a little bit of time to navigate our sort of balance and our final answer with things but also I believe as parents as well you know we do think very differently but what matters most and I really think this is why our relationship has lasted 24 years now is because we at a very core have the same values so because we have the same values you know we know the way we want to live our lives we know the way we want to bring up our children we know the way we want to run our business and because that matches actually because of the way we think and the way we feel is very different that can be amazing that can be a superpower in itself and sometimes it can be a cause of stress it can be a cause of as I said butting heads but when we come back down to it we know that we've got those values there and we have love as well I think when your values match and you have love you can navigate through anything Mm, I could not agree more I tend to have this conversation often specifically about values and in the end I think that we may take different routes to get to it. But if the end goal is the same, then it it just ends up being your personal way to get to that. But the end goal is the same and and you somehow meet somehow. But when you, it sounds like you guys just perfectly collide in, in, in a good way by managing both types of energies, right? Not only the feminine and masculine separately, but also inside of you, right? As you were saying, I'm tapping more into the logical aspects of it. So allowing that to inviting that into your life while you keep your own nature. I know that you have um, a lot of different channels per se. So you have not only you taught and you teach faith yoga, but now you have people learning how to teach it. You've also written a book, you have your podcasts and everything is successful. So I'd like to hear a little bit more from you. How has that looked like going into these different channels What have you learned along the way? Because I assume that writing a book is completely different than coming into a podcast. Um, So yeah, tell us a little bit about that. I think what you are right, they are all very different channels and over time they've all become really successful as well, for sure. And I'm so blessed with that. But really, again, I guess it goes back to values and it goes back to what it is at the core, because in many ways, it doesn't matter whether I'm speaking it, whether I'm writing it, whether I'm teaching it, whether I'm videoing it. It's all about the same message. And my message always comes again from a deep intuitive place from a soul place and because that's where it comes from it almost doesn't matter the medium that I offer this but I enjoy variety as well in my day-to-day life so I love being able to do longer form content on something like a podcast so the Face Yoga Expert podcast which I've had for about two years now or speaking like I am today with other people on podcasts I love that but I also really enjoy doing short form content as well so doing five second videos or seven second videos and just really capturing people's attention really quickly and getting a really positive a message across in a really succinct way writing I've written two books which is 
so lovely and I enjoyed the experience of both so Danielle Collins face yoga and the face yoga journal so both of those required me to very much go into a quiet space both physically and also mentally and emotionally as well and really just channel everything that I have known and experienced and learned and researched over the years but also tap into that intuition and that message I want to give people as well so I love variety but yes it all comes from from the same place which is a deep deep desire to want to make a difference to people's lives to want to help people to want to give people these tools and techniques to look and feel the best version of themselves I love that how do you manage to combine the message which I tend to think almost as or gasoline for things. So how do you combine your message, which comes very from very internally from you? How do you combine that with productivity so that you are also able to deliver? Yeah. So I think that consistency is absolutely key when it comes to growing any of those channels and any of those mediums. So definitely nothing I've done has been an overnight success. I really think the absolute key is doing it regularly, showing up regularly. So making that decision, like the podcast, for example, making that decision in January 2020, I was going to show up every week without fail. So no exceptions. And there hasn't been one week that's been missed because I made that commitment to myself. Same with my YouTube channel. I made the decision many years ago, I was going to do two videos a week. Actually, sometimes it's been three or more, but always two videos a week and just make sure that I do that consistently. And I believe that that is the best way of doing it. But also when you show up to not worry that things are perfect, to not overthink things too much, because I definitely wouldn't be putting out that level of content, you know, and that is on top of, you know, I do a blog a week, I do social media posts across many different platforms every day. And if I worried that things um, weren't quite perfect, maybe I didn't think I looked a certain way, or I wasn't speaking in a certain way, or the lighting wasn't perfect, or the sound wasn't perfect, then I wouldn't be able to be that consistent. Or if I was, I'd be completely stressed out. So actually letting go of that and just saying, I'm going to show up whatever in the best way that I can this day or this week, then that has worked really well. I always try and batch make content as well. So particularly when I'm doing things like YouTube video or I'm doing things maybe like Instagram or Facebook, I try and make content, say like all in one morning. That works really well. Um, But yeah, consistency is key. And also just coming from that deep soul place, because when the mission is bigger than you, then you show up all the time. If it's just about you, then I think the showing up can fluctuate according to how you're feeling or what's going on in your life, but you need to be driven by something bigger. Absolutely. We are in the middle of a launch for a small program called the Goal Getter Roadmap. And the first class is Objective Key Results. And the person that, in, that invented this years ago, decades ago, his name was Andy Grove. And he talks about the same thing, being connected, that the objective should be higher than yourself. And while I was doing more research, because we use that across the company, Google uses the same system, the OKRs or objective key results since 1999. And it is not attached to any bonus or anything. It's truly just about becoming a better version of yourself. And I find that so interesting because oftentimes I find that you know, only people are not setting maybe their own personal goals. Maybe it's societies, their families, their parents, 
but also people forget to even set goals. And what I've been trying to focus more on teaching is finding more consistent small steps. And when you just mentioned consistency, I do think that that is the key of everything. We sometimes don't have the knowledge yet, but through consistency, we will learn whatever we are wanting to learn. How do you plan out your week? Do you usually plan it out weekly, daily? How do you manage to organize everything as you have also different priorities, not just a business? Absolutely. So I think for me, it's knowing, particularly when it comes to content, it's knowing what I need to make by what deadline. I try to get things booked in my diary, maybe like a week or two weeks before. But what I've also been trying to do now is trying to work this around my cycle. So this is something I've only been doing. And actually, funnily enough, this month I didn't do that. And I really noticed how that affected everything because I was trying to do so much in that week leading up to my period, which really wasn't the right thing to do. So that's what I'm trying to do now is trying to do things around my cycle. But what I don't like doing is planning too much, too much in advance. Um, I like to know what I'm doing next week and the week after, maybe in a few weeks time. But actually at the moment, my diary for next year is clear. Like if I keep my consistency going, I know, yes, I'm going to be putting a podcast out a week, two YouTube videos a week, a blog a week, social media every day. I know that I'm going to be creating certain products or services or I'm going to be certain doing certain um, teaching events or speaking events so I know that that's in my mind and those things will happen but I almost like to be able to have that flexibility if I want to have it and I like to be able to pivot if I want to as well so actually if I had the whole next year mapped out for me maybe that wouldn't be right because maybe next year actually I want to teach in a different way or maybe my audience wants me teaching in a different way or maybe social media platforms have changed or maybe the type of content people are consuming has changed or maybe I've got a deeper message that I want to share with people or a different message that I want to share with people so for me I like to have that consistency but that flexibility so just knowing I have that option to change next year for me is amazing Absolutely. That that part of, as we were talking about in the beginning, right, the structure and the flexibility. But yes, doing things according to your period is, is sort of new for some reason. And we recently had two friends that are doctors visiting. And I was saying how I'm also accommodating the way I work out and I train to my period. So I'm doing more yoga and Pilates leading up to my period and the few days afterwards. And then the rest of the time I'm doing hit. And I used to be someone that would box all month long or run all month long. And now allowing myself to go into this, but explaining also, you know, there are levels of progesterone are changing. So the way we will rebuild our muscle is different or harder. And she stopped for a second and she looked at her boyfriend and she goes, why are we not taught this in medicine? <laughs> <laughs> and it's true. It's like it, it, it's all based actually on our physiology and anatomy, you know. But somehow we we haven't linked it quite yet. And I love when people come and say, "I'm also doing this with my work," because we are at a better capacity of creating more, and then at a better capacity of executing more. Talking about execution, I wanted to know if, was your business always virtual? Has it always been digital or was there a transition and how did it look like? 
Yes, so it definitely wasn't always um, virtual and online. So for many, many years, I would teach in person. So I would do face yoga sessions in person and face yoga workshops and also wellness and yoga and meditation classes. So I did that for many, many years. I also, before I had children, I used to travel a lot more. So I did some amazing things like teach face yoga and wellness and spas in the Maldives. Mm. And I'd go to Greece and do amazing things like that, which were was, you know, so gorgeous and so lovely to do. As I had my children, I still was traveling a little bit, but it'd be much more sort of UK based. And I was still doing a lot of in-person events. But then I started to transition a little more to online. Then at the end of 2019, I decided that I was going to transition pretty much everything to online. Then little did I know that that would have been the best decision to make, because of course, COVID then hit in March 2020. So only four months after I'd done that. So I'd set everything up so my face yoga teach training my podcast my youtube all my workshop sessions everything i would do was set up online by then so i've done now pretty much everything online since then what i'm starting to do now is a few in-person events here and there which is lovely it's so nice to connect with people um, in real life and on a real basis um, but also i love the flexibility and the efficiency of working from home like for example this podcast you know if we were to go back four years ago or five years ago when people just weren't really using zoom if you were to invite me on your podcast I'd probably have to travel to New York to do that which would be amazing I love New York it's gorgeous and it would be a lovely thing to do but actually that probably would take three days of my time whereas what we're doing today is taking you know 45 minutes of my time so actually the efficiency of working online is really great as well but there's nothing quite like seeing people in person yeah absolutely what would you say that are the biggest benefits apart from the efficiency that you found from doing your transitioning your job into a virtual business it's reaching more people for sure. So, you know, I'm very lucky that I'm able to reach, well, millions of people I have across all my social media, nearly a million followers. Um, My YouTube channel has, I think there's been 15 million views so far. You know, that's just examples. Um, My books have been translated into 13 different languages. So I'm able to reach more people by doing it in this way. Um, There's only so many people that you can fit in a room for an event There's only so many people who could travel to London or to Bath in the UK, or there's only so many times per year that I would travel to places. So actually being able to reach more people and make a bigger difference to them is so, so important for me. And actually before I even made this transition and before it became very normal to do things online because actually I think that's one of the positive things that came out of COVID. It became so normal to do things online. One of my biggest goals was to reach millions of people and help them feel healthier and happier. And I used to always say that, you know, millions of people. So for me, I knew I was able to make a small difference to millions of people or do what I was doing before, which was to make a bigger difference to a smaller number of people, which I think you can do when you work on a one-to-one basis with people when you see them in real life and I think that everybody within our industry has to sort of make that decision and I don't think that one is better than the other I think again you need to just go back to your intuition and Mm -hmm. think you know do I want to make that 
big difference and work really, really closely with a handful of people? Or do I want to reach millions of people, but actually I might just be making that smaller difference? You can still make a big difference, of course, but across all of those people, you're only going to reach them a certain amount and they're only going to see a certain amount of what you offer. So that was the decision that I made and being online has enabled me to do that. Wonderful. I love how you always have that vision, you know, of millions of people mm-hmm. and you've actually reached it. It's crazy to me to hear because I had never heard this part of your journey that you just decided to do it four months before everything went digital or was forced to be digital. And I'll tell you a story actually quickly about that. Yeah, so sure. even though I even though I didn't know um, that that's why I was doing that, one thing I did have, and I remember it was the day after Christmas in December 2019, and I just got this overwhelming feeling. It's almost like someone punched me in the stomach. It was like, whoo. And I just got suddenly really emotional. And my husband said, what's wrong? And I said, I've just got this really deep feeling that 2020 is going to have something major happen. And all I can feel is it's to do with health. And he said, well, don't say that. You know, you don't want to manifest bad things happening. And I said, yeah, but I feel like it's bigger. It's not just about us. It's not just about you and me. It's about everyone. It's about the world. He was like, really? And I was like, yeah, I really feel that. And then obviously COVID hit and I was like, that's what it was. So it's like I felt this feeling, but that didn't affect at all. It was just complete luck um, that I had changed everything online. But I knew in some way that 2020 was going to be such a, a transformational year in, in so many ways, both negatively and positively. And again, going back to how connected your intuition and to your body, you know, allowing yourself to feel that, understanding that you're not going to be able to comprehend all of it yet, but that something's going to happen and trust that it was a good choice to transition everything. Then it kind of just explains itself on its own a little bit after. And that's part of the trust that we can allow ourselves to have. And then Danielle, on the personal side, what would you say um, are benefits of having a virtual or digital business? Oh, I think there's lots of benefits. I think the efficiency, what I said before, is is so important for me. It means that I can do more in a day. Before, if I had to go to a meeting, for example, to London, you know, that would take me an entire day for a one-hour meeting. And now it's just one hour, which is great. It also gives me that flexibility. I mostly work from home. I have a team with work which work for Face Yoga Expert, but they all work from home as well. And one of the highest personal values for me within my business is freedom and flexibility. So it really gives me that freedom and flexibility. I'm never completely stuck to anything. It's nothing is completely rigid for me. Yes, I have things in my diary. Yes, I have appointments and meetings that I have to keep. But around that, I can do what I want to do. It allows me to spend time with my children. It allows me to book my work in around when they're at school, when they're doing other things, and I can be fully present with them. And it allows me to also also just have that not only freedom and flexibility within my life but freedom and flexibility to really change direction to make different decisions to have that space for creativity what I used to do is I used to book myself up with so much teaching and work and sessions that I never had that space and now being online I feel like I can have that space it's also created a passive income for me which has been amazing so through my YouTube channel through my book 
books, through my skincare, through my online courses, through my teacher training, all of that I've set up. So it's passive. And yes, I have to be proactive in marketing it, in talking about it, in sharing it, in ensuring that it continues to be the best service for people. But what I'm not tied to now is working per hour, which I did for many, many years. You know, I would be trading my time for money. And that's still great and that's still wonderful. But again, as I said earlier, when we're in the wellness industry, we have that choice to make about reaching millions of people or making a big impact to a few people. I think within our industry as well, we have to make that decision. Are we going to continue to work per hour and perhaps increase the price that we're offering, um, increase the price that we're charging per hour as time goes on, as our skills develop, um, as our training continues? Or are we going to set up products and services which allow a passive income to come in, but also actually be proactive in our marketing, in our social media, in our newsletters, everything else that comes. And again, there's no right or wrong there. It's just what suits you. And that's going back again to what your highest values are. And for me, it's freedom and flexibility for sure. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. Danielle, before we close, I have two more things. We <laughs> always do um, three things at the end of every episode. So that could be journal prompts, etc. So I prepared three um, quick questions for you. And then I'm going to give you some space if there's anything else that you'd like to tell us or anything that you like um, my community to learn or know from you, whether it is about your services or yourself or your books or anything. Um, are you ready for the questions? I'm ready. Okay, awesome. So what is one book that you would recommend to everyone? Well, the book that I'm reading at the moment is called Tapping In, and it's about um, rapid tapping. It's written by Poppy Dalbridge, and rapid tapping is uh, a little part of EFT, really. So um, emotional freedom technique, which means that you tap on certain points and meridians, particularly around your face and your chest area. And this really helps to clear out certain blocks, whether they're emotional, whether they're mental, and then allow ourselves to bring in more positive thinking and Poppy's a friend of mine and she's amazing and she's really transformed EFT into rapid tapping which is just like a quicker version of emotional freedom technique so her book tapping in is great thank you I'm gonna look into it because I've never done it rapidly so that's very interesting um second question choose one word that you would like to embody for the whole next year so for 2023 Oh, I love this question. Okay, I'm going to tune into my intuition and let you know. Okay, the first word that came to mind was flow. So that's what I'm going to try and do. I'm going to try and go with the flow more. I'm going to try and um, be a little bit more flowing in the way that I deliver things, be a little bit more flowing in my life. And I guess it's stepping in a little bit more to that feminine energy and that divine feminine. So let's go for that. I love that because I always try and have a word for each year, actually. (laughs) And usually at the end of each year, I look back and I say, what was the word for, for this year? And actually, I think the word for this year for me is going to actually be cycles or patterns because I've started to see so many cycles and patterns in my life, which have really been really transformational to understand. So, um, you know, the menstrual cycle being one of them, but lots of other patterns and cycles as well. So um, hopefully next year's word will be flowing. 
I like that. You have something <laughs> and build with the Fs. You know, we have freedom, flexibility, flow. Yes. <laughs> okay about it. <laughs> Love it. Okay. And then the last question that I have for you, what is one mantra that you would love to keep telling yourself over and over again? I am grateful. Mm, I like that. How has gratitude play a role in your life? It's a huge part of my life and I think it's so transformational. What I try and do every night before bed, sometimes on my own, but sometimes myself and my husband will tell each other, is list at least five things we're grateful for about that day. And it instantly shifts my and our way of thinking because I think for me personally, I get tend to stuck in that thinking that I'm not doing enough or thinking that I need more or I need to do more or I need to manifest more or have more goals. But actually, when I come back to that gratitude, it puts everything in perspective. And I just realize all is well, all is well in the present moment. And there's so much to be thankful for. And I remember even in really difficult times in my life, when I'm able to go into that gratitude, it not only gives you hope, but it also gives you a sense of knowing that things are okay and will be okay. Yeah, I find that also when you do it with someone, this is something that we started doing. Um, we created a Telegram chat with a lot of our students and we send one each night. And I find that it also brings amazing conversations. It opens up spaces for conversations. And the other part that I love about gratitude is, and I don't know if you see this too, but it allows you to integrate a lot of the learnings that you're going through because it's sort of as a pause, right? It's like, I, I appreciate this. I'm grateful for this. And then you can kind of, as you said, the perspective, it gives you um, the capacity of knowing, oh, this I'm learning, this can integrate. I can add this into my life. Yes, I agree. Okay, well, Danielle, I, that, that is all for me that I have of your questions. I don't know if there's anything else that you would like to say, um, anything that we didn't cover, um, the space is yours. Thank you. I think we've covered um, pretty much everything. Something which I've really created this year is my new venture, which is Soul Purpose Business, which is helping women in wellness to understand their soul purpose and also understand that they can have a life and a business where they are healthy and they are wealthy, where self-care comes first, but you can also make a big difference to people's lives. So I've got a course at the moment, which is called Be Your Own Brand, which is a 10 session course which helps people really learn everything I've done over the last 17 years but in 10 sessions um, and really also tap into their intuition as well I've got an upcoming workshop which is called soulful social media success and this is really about planning your social media to make a big difference and a big impact but also to do this in a really soulful conscious and intuitive way so that's been something which I've really enjoyed doing this year and that's something for 2023 as well that I'm going to be focusing on a lot amazing congratulations I saw um the information about the workshop maybe like four weeks ago I think you started mm-hmm. sharing about this and I loved the name um I'll make sure to include all the links in the description so everyone can go um and grab the information too and hopefully join as well thank you that's amazing all right with Danielle thank you so much for joining us this was so wonderful to have you and to be able to donate um, something that I'm not an expert on, donate some insights and knowledge um, and practices for my community. Thank you so much for having me. It's been so lovely to be here. 
So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you'd like more information on face yoga or you'd like to become a face yoga teacher, just head to our website, faceyogaexpert.com for more information. If you'd like to do a regular structured daily face yoga program to get the best results, you can either use one of my apps, just search Danielle Collins on your app store, or you can use my book, just search Danielle Collins Face Yoga on Amazon. And thank you for joining me today. And I look forward to seeing you again next time.